Hello, and welcome to New Jersey Wedding Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. I am Andrea Pertel, and I am a full-time professional wedding officiant located at the Jersey Shore. And I am Sully Milton, and I'm located in North Jersey. And we kind of split the state in half, so I stay here, and you go there. <laughs> it works out great for us. And and today is the number this is our 10th one in our special unity ritual series and today it is a unity ritual but i think it's more of a unity uh custom that we're going to talk about and it is the stefana um it is the it's traditionally in greek ceremonies or people that or Greek Orthodox, or come from uh, Greek heritage that they want to include in their ceremony, because we always offer to include in our, our couple ceremonies any religious or cultural um, traditions that they might want to include. So um, I'll let you kick it off, Celia. Talk about the Stefana or the wreaths. The wreaths. I, you know, I love this because. Well, for pictures, it's absolutely beautiful. And I think it's one of those elements to the ceremony that some of the, unless everybody in that audience is Greek Orthodox and they've been to a, a ceremony like that in a church, they've probably never seen this. And it's just so beautiful with the, you know, the two crowns. Sometimes they're, I've had actually, I've had couples that have used crowns that have been passed down from their families like actual crowns but sometimes it's like a lemon leaf wreath or it's a floral wreath and they you know there's usually the maid of honor or the best man or sometimes both will help us with this and there's mm -hmm. the two wreaths that are placed on their heads and then they get switched three times and there's three blessings um i have some that are very religious and i've had blessings written that are not very religious at all and it you know what you get two people passing two wreaths among two heads something's going to get messed up but it's it's actually it's very sweet and the, i think the photography is great i do i love it i've had the um honor to do the stefanas on several of occasions and like you said it could be done in two different ways and in this this is the same for any uh ceremony um i have this sometimes happen in jewish ceremonies where you draw on the tradition your heritage your custom or you can draw on the religious aspect of it exactly. so yeah so um the stefanas on the heads they they usually um let's see um I did it lately where we did it. The couple was more spiritual. They weren't religious, but we included this custom because he, his family uh, are Greek and they used the same Stefanas that his parents used in their ceremony. So I, you know, of course I worked in some wording about it being a family heirloom and to mm -hmm. continue this custom oh, yeah. and, and all of that. And there, there's different things on the Stefanas that represent different things. The Stefanas, the cords, there's a cord that usually connects 
both of them. And that cord symbolizes love and commitment. There's usually pearls around them that represent romance and sweet blessings, but you don't have to have it that way. You can get all, as you said, all different types of crowns or Stefanas. You can make them yourself. They can be family heirlooms, or you can get some beautiful ones off of Etsy. Um, so anyhow, once the couple is crowned, they are, it's, it's a unity ceremony because it symbol symbolizes that they are united as one. And as you said, the, usually the best man, or of course, anybody you want can come up. It can be uh, a family member from the Greek side of the family, or it can be mm -hmm. anyone, but lots of times it's the best man and he stands there and he holds the crowns over their head. And you right. say a blessing. If it's a religious ceremony, you say a prayer. And if it's kind of a non-religious or spiritual, you say a blessing, almost like the, the, the seven blessings type thing, what we wish for them. And then after that one, the best man changes it and, and it goes three times. And after each switch of the crowns, they um, you say a different blessing. And then... If you want to take it further, they can place the crowns on their head and then you can walk around the table three times and uh, there's a blessing for each time. One, one shows that sometimes if you're going for more of a spiritual one time around shows that um, the groom is sometimes leading and the next time right. the bride is sometimes leading and the third time to show that they are a team, that type of thing, which is any relationship kind of when I fall behind, you'll wait for me and, and vice versa. Right. Yeah. I think it's really, you know, it's really kind of sweet. I, you know, I really like my ceremonies where the ceremony itself is very modern and the wording is very modern, you know, and it centers around the couple's story, which mm -hmm. is kind of a different way than a traditional ceremony would be. But there's something about having a traditional element like that or the glass breaking at the end or the broom jump. There's something I think really moving about having a very traditional element in the middle of a non-traditional ceremony. I think it's very cool. I, I agree with you, especially since the ceremonies, unless we've rented, the couple has rented, um, there are a number of chapels you can rent, but because for the most part, 90% of the time, we aren't in a church or a right. temple. And so we've taken a very traditional Thing, a wedding ceremony and we we're now at a venue or we're outdoors and um to sprinkle it in with a tradition i i, I think it's very heartwarming for the family the parents the grandparents and yeah. I, I think it's really great because you know not every we've talked about this before not every family is completely on board with the decision of the couple to be at their venue and there's a lot of reasons to pick that route, right. logistically, just philosophically. But I think it's really a nice nod to the history of the family to have those, you know, those elements like the glass breaking, um, like this, like some of the wine ceremonies that are, are really very traditional, even if even if the wording isn't so traditional, the visuals very much are. Exactly. That, that's really, it brings everybody together in a moment that they, they might not even be able to describe. Right. That is cool. 
Exactly. The visuals. And even if you're not going for the super, the the very religious aspect of it, because some Uh people uh, don't feel comfortable with that if they are no longer going um, on a weekly basis to a church or because we're not in a church, you can say the prayers in between and, Mm -hmm. but the visual of it, even if you're not saying it going around the table three times in, in uh, a Greek Orthodox church is three times for the father, son, and Holy spirit. So, so people know that, you know, they know what this is all representing. Um, And uh, yeah, yeah, it's lovely. And then now the couple has created um, a custom, a heritage, something they can hand down to their children, you know, use our Stefanas, use, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I love that. You know, I love when they have, you know, when they have, a family heirloom, whether it's a kiddush cup or, you know, a talus that's going to be over the chuppah or the stefanas. I've had a surprising amount of stefanas that were either family heirlooms or like I, the one that I remember is a, it was a laurel wreath for each one of them, but mm-hmm. there were things woven. There were charms with you know family pictures on lockets and there was like an earring from one grandma and you know it was just like so sweet we, we ended up putting the you know the crowns on the table with the guest book and you know the reception cards and you know I think people who get to experience something very visual like that I think that that's so special I really do. It's beautiful. And what an opportunity to personalize the ceremony. We can, we can talk about, you know, what the crowns represent, you know, um, but also you can say in these special crowns, you know, they include this, um, you know, because of of grandma's loving, you know, to remind us that she handed down this and, and, you know, this represents, you know, this joy that, you know, this person brought to their lives or this, you know, you, you get what I'm saying. You can personalize yeah. it when they've added things to it. Yeah. It, it can become almost like a little tiny memory table, right. you know, like the photos. I think that sounds, I think that sounds really nice. Actually, That's, that's beautiful. And then I do know a number of, of couples that afterwards that, you know, they'll take a shadow box and they'll put their Stefan's oh, nice. in the shadow box and have them on display in their house somewhere. Yeah, which is a beautiful reminder of their wedding day and what they represent, as well as their family and their heritage. Yeah, you know, I I, I feel like the more that when we know when we're writing ceremonies or, you know, planning ceremonies with people, it's important to talk about this notion that it's not just like a day it's two families with two family histories coming together to become another you know another family in essence and you know to talk about the past or to do things that are important to the the family's pasts and to come together and then move forward in a completely different way it's really so significant you know if, if you have two separate heritages or religions or um, people that come from two different traditions, you can include the Stefana. And then at another part in the ceremony, include something from the other partner's background. Um, what a beautiful way to combine two becoming one. So it's, this is a beautiful reminder that unity 
rituals can be things that you just like, such as the the coffee or or the beer, uh, or the chocolate sharing that are just things that touch you and you like, or you can make the unity part of your heritage. Um, so yeah, it's a beautiful thing. Um, I'm, I love it. I love it. It's all fun, right? It's all fun. <laughs> um, thank you everyone for joining us today and let us know if you incorporated anything from your family's traditions or heritage into your ceremony and created a unity ceremony about it. And also let us know if there is a unity ceremony you would like to hear us speak about. Thank you so much for joining us today. And you will see um, information about this ceremony posted on our um, social media sites, New Jersey Wedding Podcast. That's the Instagram and the Facebook and the website, New Jersey Wedding Podcast. You can uh, message us through any of the uh, um, social media sites, or there's a contact form on the website, or you can email us at Andrea, A-N-D-R-E-A, at thisjoyous.com, T-H-I-S-J-O-Y-O-U-S.com. And thanks again for joining us today. Thanks, Celia. Yeah. That was a beautiful one. I think that was great. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. Bye. This podcast is brought to you by Andrea Pertel, owner of For This Joyous Occasion Officiating Services, serving all of New Jersey. Julia Milton from NJ Vows Now, Vow to Be Different for New York and New Jersey. <laughs>